Live, Live from Las Vegas, Nevada. You're watching Shaking It Up with the Sharks. Starring Johnny Richardson and Katie Meadows. Welcome to Shaking It Up with the Sharks. I'm Johnny Richardson, your host, with the one and only Hi. Miss Katie Meadows. And we have Mr. Michael England over here with Fidelity Title. It's going to be an amazing night. We are out of control. Why are you laughing at me right now? <laughs> Don't tease me. All right, let's make this happen. Let's make it an awesome night. So what's going on, Mike? Yeah, you know, right now is kind of a crazy time in the real estate industry uh, across the country. But here in Las Vegas, no inventory. Uh, everybody trying to get offers accepted. People paying over asking. Crazy stuff. Um, you know, it's, it's a difficult time to be a buyer's agent, but if you get a listing, you, you, uh, you're, you're doing pretty good right now. Really great. I, I wasn't going to jump into the work stuff. We'll jump into it right now. So, um, sorry, like, sorry. Tells, now, <laughs> now, now, yeah. now, oh, now, oh. now that's fine. Cause some people <laughs> want it actually. People yeah. want to know. No, yeah. So yeah. I'm okay with that. This, you I know, you that, introduce Mike yeah. and say what at least he does. <laughs> Yeah. Right. So, yeah, thank you. So, start running the show. Go ahead. Start doing your thing. <laughs> thanks, thanks right. Katie. You're right. I yeah, would like to yeah, talk yeah, about myself. Fine. So, obviously, somebody wants to take over. I'm not doing a good job. It is what it is. Okay. My sweetheart over here. So, but no, 100% real estate market's on fire. It's absolutely crazy right now. And that is the core of what Mike does because Mike works with hundreds of real estate agents across here in Las Vegas one of the top reps across the United States with Fidelity Title. Absolutely amazing. I know me, myself, when I jump in and I'm talking, it's always real estate, business, building, whatever else, anything else. But yeah, Katie wants to jump in and find out who Mike is yes, real quick. And who really is, like, who beats you up in third grade? Like, <laughs> where'd you grow up? What's your story? Like, who is Mike yes. England? How long have you been in Vegas? Uh, I've been in Vegas since 2016, and in the third grade, I was already doing jujitsu, so I was uh -oh. good to go. No, I'm just kidding. I don't, yeah, I, <laughs> I don't even think jujitsu was a thing yet. Um, I, I did. I watched the very first. I remember this. The, I'm a UFC fan. Katie and Johnny both know this. Yes. They they come over and watch UFC <laughs> with me. But uh, the uh, very first UFC was in Denver, Colorado, and it was in 1993. Um, and I remember it vividly because my, my, uh, my dad said, Hey, this, there's just going to be this thing. It's UFC. It's a real fighting. Watch what happens. 90% of these fights are going to end up on the ground and they're going to end within one to two minutes. Really? And he was a hundred percent right. And at the time you didn't have like, uh, it wasn't called mixed martial arts. Nobody knew what that term would ever be. So it was one style versus another style. So I remember the very first UFC fight ever. You had this large Samoan guy um, who uh, was a, uh, you know, a sumo wrestler, right? And he's probably three, 400 pounds. And he's fighting this uh, French kickboxer, Muay Thai kickboxer. And skinny and probably maybe 200 pounds. And uh, they, oh they start the fight. Nobody knows what to expect because they've never <laughs> seen anything like it before. And the sumo comes charging at the guy and the kickboxer moves to the side, kicks the guy in the shin. The, the sumo falls on the ground and then he kicks him in the mouth and uh, 
two of his teeth fly into the first row. That was the Jeez. knocks him out. Did first, anybody catch the teeth? That's what I'm curious about. I, I don't. I don't know, but I guarantee if you uh, you you make that into a uh, like a NFT, a non fungible token, a digital <laughs> asset, you you could probably make a killing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right about that one. Yeah. So that, so that's and the first that's one. That's one of Mike's specialties right now, by the way. Yeah, NFTs. We <laughs> yeah. could talk about that yeah. too. But uh, yeah, it was crazy. The guy that ended up winning the first one, he actually won like the first three out of four UFCs, was a pretty small man. He wasn't um, about 160 pounds, and so he's fighting guys that are 100, 200 pounds larger than him. That's um, crazy. Royce Gracie. Do you remember that name, no. Royce Gracie? So Royce Gracie was the original winner of the UFC and uh, there's no weight classes and the crazy thing is he was his uh, style was Brazilian jiu-jitsu after the these first few UFCs and this guy is just just um, choking everyone out uh, the military started adopting Gracie jiu-jitsu as part of their special ops training really yeah really? and now we have Gracie jiu-jitsu gyms all across the country um, even here in Las Vegas, we have like two or three, but you have to know jujitsu now to pretty much be a professional MMA fighter because you'll be at such a disadvantage if you don't know how to fight off your back and be able to defend against chokes or be able to submit your, uh, your other fighters. So fun facts yeah, about, about USC. That's pretty intense. I didn't yeah. even know that. Holy crap. Did Dana yeah. White own the UFC back in that day? No. So at the time it was actually, um, it was a few guys that put it on together. One of them was the, uh, the, the grandfather, um, uh, one of the, the grandfather Gracie, who's like one of the original, you know, underground fighters, you know, this yeah. guy like, um, older gentleman, and uh, the whole purpose he put it on and he wanted to put it on was to prove to the world that jujitsu was the best fighting style in the world and it could beat any other fighting style. That was yeah. the whole purpose. So for a long time, they kept putting on these events and eventually they didn't have very many rules. So, uh, I mean, the yeah, real- During that time, I remember that. I, I mean, you could borderline just like take somebody almost to death. Am really? I correct? Yeah, it, it, you could. It was pretty. You I, could headbutt. Um, yeah, I remember scary. being at a fight when I was probably twenty at that point, and I'll never forget this. It was probably an MMA fight, it wasn't UFC. And this guy came down, and the guy just offloaded. They didn't stop anything. By the time the guy lifted up his face, wow. I'm talking black instantly oh. black i mean just like yeah. his entire face you don't see that happen now they're yeah. gonna cut it off am i right Mike? no you're 100 yeah. percent right so yeah. there the rules there there was really none and um the u.s most uh most everywhere in the united states uh banned ufc and is actually um the guy out of arizona what's his name um uh, i can't even think of his name but the senator of arizona um he was kind of the guy that uh, spearheaded like banning um, UFC. And so because of that, the, they had to go other places to be able to do events. Um, and UFC's value, it wasn't a real profitable company yet. So when Dana White and the Fertitas had bought um, UFC, I believe in like 2002 maybe, um, they bought it, I believe their investment was $8 million. So crazy. Then they just sold it, what, like four years ago, they sold it for $4 billion. billion. Yeah. Dollars. 
That's a nice little return right <laughs> there. Yeah, yeah. Now, and now it's a, so myself. it's a legitimate sport yeah, now. Yeah. Um, it's on ESPN. Um, it is the fastest growing sport. Um, during the pandemic, they were the only ones that to continue having events while all the other sports leagues stopped. And even uh, Dana White, this is good for um, anybody that's watching. I'm sure there's a lot of people that watch that are from Las Vegas. Last week, uh, Dana White actually got blasted in the Review Journal. Oh, yeah, I did see that. About um, having a fight at T-Mobile Arena, Conor McGregor, on July 10th and Dustin Poirier. They plan on having a full crowd in attendance. Yeah. And so the Review Journal said he was irresponsible. And, uh, you know, Dana, Dana White said, hey, I'm one of the only guys that was able to keep all my people employed during the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. And we've been safe and we haven't had any issues. Um, and so he was pretty upset with the review journal. He actually uh, had a much more choice words than that, but yeah. he, he pretty yeah. much told people. He had said yeah. uh, anybody that subscribes to the journal is not invited. Is not invited. Don't, yeah. don't bother yeah. coming. Yeah. Says don't bother coming. Yeah. Don't yeah. bother yeah. coming yeah. to yeah. my yeah. event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, this yeah. is pretty recent news. So, you know, you know, Vegas, it's always crazy here, um, which brings us, yeah, I, we moved out here in 2016. And I, you know, being somebody and just like Johnny, um, being from the East Coast, you know, I grew up in Seattle. So my idea of Las Vegas was the Strip. But once I moved out here, I found out there is much more than just the Strip. There is a culture, there's a lifestyle to Las Vegas that I really love. And, and a lot of people, I have three kids, so people thought I was crazy for moving <laughs> my family. Vegas. with. Like, to, why you go to Vegas when you have yeah. kids? When you have kids. You got the city, you got strip clubs, you got the casino, all kinds of chaos. Oh, everything, like, right? They're gonna hold you yeah. back. But you know what's interesting about that? Um, and I don't say, like, I don't, like, we don't take our kids to all these places, obviously, or, or expose them to that, but the city naturally exposes your, your children to things that they wouldn't be exposed to in other cities. But what I'll tell yeah. you is my, my kids are not like shocked by anything. And in some ways, they, um, it kind of prepares them for almost like they're, they're just numb to anything that's thrown their way. They, I could take my kids anywhere and not think twice. Not like it doesn't phase them. It doesn't tempt them. It doesn't like none of that is really, um, and, and maybe I'm naive to think that, but um, so far so good. I got, you know, three teenagers and uh, they don't even think twice about anything like that. But that's only this, that's so little of a part of Vegas. That's just the tourism, the strip part. And then outside of that, there's just an amazing city. And there is. Uh, what else amazing. does your family do outside of the city? Um, you know what? We like to, uh, well, we like to travel. So, you know, both me and my wife, uh, Jocelyn, she, who also works for Fidelity, um, we love to go on uh, trips, cruises. We love cruising. And the reason we like cruises is because when we run so hard in our job, it's nice to be able to go somewhere where you don't have to worry about driving anywhere. You can't answer your phone half the time because you're on a boat in the middle of the water. And so it forces us to just kind of put everything away and just focus on spending time together and, and just enjoying our time and relaxing. Where's and, your favorite cruise at? Um, we've done uh, Alaska. We've uh, done Mexico a couple times, the Bahamas a few times. But the best one was we did a, a Mediterranean European cruise. 
Awesome. That was pretty awesome. That was awesome. So we went so to Barcelona. The water was like glass, huh? Yeah. Oh, it was it was amazing. And more than the water, it was the culture. I call cruising like uh, it's kind of like the buffet of uh, travel. For me to go into a city, I'm not the kind of guy I get bored real easy. So if I go into a city and spend a week there, I'm gonna start to run out of things to do or just not be, I don't wanna go to the museum yeah. three, you know, two, three, all these museums or whatever. They just I, get better and better. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. The second time, right? So I'd rather just get a glimpse of each city. Yeah. And so with this one, it was cool because we went to Barcelona for a few days and we did a bunch of things in Barcelona and then we went to Rome and we actually didn't have enough time in Rome. So there is a lot you can do in Rome, but we did most of the main things. We went to the Colosseum. Well, how was that? Was it pretty cool? It was pretty amazing. I mean, the, the, you know, we, we got a new stadium here in Las Vegas. Um, so uh, it's like Coliseum itself, it, right? Yeah, you know, it is. It is. It's like when you come into Vegas and yeah, flying, it's yeah. like beam and yeah. light. Like, yeah, the Death Star, you know, looks oh, like some yeah. out of Star Wars. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the call, the, I mean, to, to think that they built something like that that long ago is amazing. Um, the other part that we really liked is, uh, you know, we, we did a Tuscany wine tour. Oh, and, that's fun. And that was, that was pretty awesome to be able to go into this uh, vineyard and um, be able to experience that and uh, more than just the wine. The wine was amazing, but it was all the cheeses and the meats and the, the olive oil and, and just... Take it easy, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was, it's amazing. Right yeah. I know. Yeah, definitely. It sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah we're making a call to yeah. them. Which, which uh, you know, my our owner of our company would appreciate. Bill Foley actually owns uh, uh, Foley Johnson. Uh, you know, uh, he now has a Ferrari Carano uh, vineyard. And that was uh, at the uh, Southern Highlands Golf Course last week, right? Yeah. So, um, so we were at the 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 Country Club last week. They had an event, and Foley Johnson was. Are, uh, was one of the uh, was the the wine vendor. Yeah. The pretty good stuff, you know. They have great wine, um, so you know, n no complaints here. We you know we we get some pretty cool little perks, you know. With no, that. you definitely do over at Fidelity, hundred percent. So you just quite a bit. You have that going on. Plus, you have T-Mobile with the Golden Knights going on, correct? Yeah, as yeah. Well. And it's almost uh, playoff time. So you know, the the part that's interesting is um, we've had a reduced capacity at the stadium. So we haven't been able to have as many tickets for employees than we typically do, but now they're going to increase attendance for playoff time. So that's going to be exciting. So I'll definitely, uh, yeah. when is that exactly? Um, I'm hearing May 1st. The, I'm trying that to get an idea why I can get a seat. I've been waiting. My, 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 my seat's for, been warming yeah. up for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, like uh, 50%, I believe, is May 1st. Oh, that's awesome. And then June 1st, maybe 100 Maybe 100%, which would be like if, if I mean, the nights are great. We, we're, we're talking like uh, they could be Stanley Cup again. I mean, they're the number one hockey team right now. So that'll carry us into June, which would be awesome to, to have that great time, too, with the city opening up. I mean, the Strip right now is just... It's busy. Yeah. Well, Vegas is back. Yeah, it's, it's busy. So it's exciting. Well, if you look at it right out the side of the window here, it's like all the lights are on, everything else. You don't see the cars as much right now. Las Vegas Boulevard's been a mess normally when we looked outside this window, but it, it's been absolutely nuts. So if you normally, 
Well, I shouldn't say normally. Over the last year, if you go down on a Friday, Saturday, it's jam-packed. But I drove by last week, and it was a Wednesday. It was a Tuesday. Yeah, really and it's, you can't even drive down the boulevard. You know? Yeah, so, yeah. So, oh, I want to say the same, but pretty close pretty to it. Much. Yeah, what about when you went to T-Mobile? Was it like jam-packed getting in there? Uh, you know, it was. It was. Uh, it, it almost felt like it used to, um, which is amazing, you know, as far as big crowds, lots of people, you know, walking around the city, filling up restaurants, that kind of stuff. Nothing's, it's not open 100% yet but it's really coming along and it's coming back. And the exciting part to bring it back to real estate is we're already super hot real estate market in Las Vegas. Wait till all these people, they're getting their jobs back and they start working for six months, a year. I mean, how the demand in this city, if you're not, if you have the opportunity and you're lucky enough to be able to buy a home in Las Vegas, you just struck gold because the value of that home is going to greatly increase. Everybody's waiting for this correction or they've been, they think that we're, there's going to be a bubble in Las Vegas. I'm telling you, this thing is not stopping. The, 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 the inventory is going to continue to be low and the prices are going to continue to go high. I agree with Mike. So, no, I'm with you 100%. If there is a correction, when do you think that would be? You know, what's, they, your, what's your opinion? I, I think that we could possibly see a correction in a few years. But Vegas is kind of a weird anomaly where we have all these people that we're going to be hiring. The city's going to be hiring all these people with Resorts World and yeah. all these other things opening up. And we're yeah, going to have... sphere right around the corner as well. That as well. Yeah. yeah. You have more jobs coming through. You have California. More, more and more people continue to move here from California. You have the hedge funds buying properties here like crazy. I don't know if we're going to see a correction in Las Vegas. I don't, yeah. I, 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 it's hard to predict that because... Our market is going to be high. If you can be lucky enough to own a property in Las Vegas and sit on it for five, ten years, yeah. you're gonna, you're gonna, that thing's gonna appreciate. No matter what, gonna... even if, and this isn't soliciting right now, but it, it's just, <laughs> it, I almost feels that way that people would say that, but it is the truth. Even as people feel our market's high. Either way, you buy it at this moment, you're going to be in a good yeah. position. Yeah. Either way. Yeah. Las Vegas continues yeah. to grow. It definitely does. What's, what blows my mind is like we have California coming over in the bus load like every single day. Yep. It's like nonstop. And if you go to California right now and you drive through LA, it's not thinning out. I mean, even with as many people that are coming over here, including Texas as well. It just like, it's not thinning out of there. They're like moving over piece by piece. Yeah. But like but in our city, we're just seeing it. There's a massive movement. And like you said, also at the same time, you are competing with hedge funds out there as well. You know, the investors coming in, they're spending money, they're buying properties, they're taking advantage of the market. It is what it is. It's all part of the part of what's happening in real estate right now. Absolutely. absolutely is. So if you can get your hands on something, Grab it, kind of like cryptocurrency years ago. It is. Oh man, yeah. Still cryptocurrency. Yeah, yeah. 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 That. No, it's still volatile. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, if uh, you know, uh, there's it goes in uh, you know dips. And I'm not suggesting throw all your money at <laughs> cryptocurrency, but if you do but have the opportunity, yeah. yeah, you might want to consider it because everybody thought that Bitcoin. They didn't know how high Bitcoin would get, and so. Um, for, I remember when it dipped down a few years ago, back down to about 3000 yeah. a Bitcoin and everyone was like, yeah, it's overhyped. It's overrated. It's not going to get to what everybody thought it was going to get to. And then it kept going up to 20 
to 30 to 40. We got all the way up to 60. I think it's sitting today about 52,000 and it could dip a little bit again, but I'm telling you what, if it gets under 40,000 again, I don't know if we're going to see Bitcoin ever get that low again. I could see, I could see it getting up to a hundred thousand of Bitcoin at some point. So, you know, there, there is a lot of crazy things happening because of inflation and all these things that people are trying to find ways to put their different things to put their money in to be able to take advantage of the inflation and be able to make some money. And there's going to be a lot of those opportunities. And I know we talked a little bit, we could do a whole segment on it. So I don't want to get into it too deep, but NFTs is another thing where these uh, digital assets, people are throwing money into that. And there's a whole market for that too. And I don't even completely get what the, what, what it is, it's but, almost, you know, yeah, but it's I not. Mean, all these markets have been created. Uh, some of them created, some of them have exploded throughout the time of COVID, correct? Correct. Yeah, two, uh, 2019 to 2020 when we hit COVID and everything else. And it's just absolutely insane. Like I, I mentioned to you, to you the other night, you can actually buy digital real estate online with cryptocurrency. Yeah. So which my brain yeah. doesn't wrap around that. Some of you have to see. If they sat down and walked me through it, I probably still wouldn't. Like, <laughs> yeah, like no, I don't no. get it. What are you I, do me it? personally, <laughs> yeah. Well, you live in it. Come on. What, what do you think you do? You put your di- you put your digital pet in it. Yeah, exactly. That you pay exactly. ten grand for. I'm just yeah, exactly. That'd be crazy. So I'd be a virus running through. I know. Yeah. So I think it's just another place to move money to at the end of the day. But you're 100 percent right. What do you do with it at the end of the day? But also at the same time, we we're at a party. It was about two weeks ago friend of ours, crazy party. It was just absolutely nuts of stuff going on, but it was a good time at the end of the day. And we met this guy, he starts talking, we're having drinks. I'm like, this sounds interesting. The same people thought the same thing about Bitcoin years ago. Yep. They're like something. Yep. So 2012, remember it was brought up to me the first time. Yeah. I'm like, it sounds kind of stupid. I remember Steve Kissel, one of my old managers in timeshare, he goes, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard of. I remember this. It was like two, $500, whatever it was. And I was like, man, if I could go back in time right now and put out whatever, but it could be the same thing right now with digital real estate. Yeah, it might be we're having this conversation ten years from now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, thank God I got some digital real estate. So what you're saying is that we should take our money right now and invest it into possibly. (laughs) I think it's a shot's a shot at the end of the day. What's the worst thing that can happen? You always can make money again. But you can never go get that opportunity to reinvest again, yeah. right or wrong. No, it's true. Well, you know, it's interesting. I think people are a lot more aware because they feel like they missed they they missed it with with Bitcoin, yeah. and so a lot of people are, are are willing to take a little more of a risk. I my suggestion is if you got the money to risk and invest, that's fine. But if you're expecting to go to the moon, you know, that's a term we hear a lot with cryptocurrency with like Dogecoin, for instance, which is a total like weird thing. But like people think like this is their get rich scheme, that this is going to be what puts them over the top. And if you're expecting that and you're going to throw all your money at that, you, it, that's a dangerous game as yeah, well. Yeah. I would tell you any money that you do make, try to reinvest that in real in, in actual real estate. There's still a lot of safety in actual real estate. Um, the stock market, you can do that the right way too, to be able to protect yourself. 
I'm a little bit of a gambler, so I do like to try a few different things out. Yeah. And, you know, most of the time... I so would he's t- gambling on the fights every time. Uh, every yes. time. We, every, made, we, we won, we, we won. We made some money with <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, we should yeah. put more in. We yeah. should have. We, we were too conservative. Yeah. We were way yeah. too conservative. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Well, you don't like to take as many risks as me. I would have put in a lot in it. You would let I, w- I would have let you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, you were the one that predicted Rose. Yeah, yeah. wins in She fight. predicted Rose. I the, love UFC. The, the next uh, pay-per-view is like in a month. Okay, um, Like go. in a month, so there Big you go. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to yeah. drain out the bank account. Right? <laughs> We're just going to put it on black. <laughs> <laughs> and rock and roll with it. No, the opportunity out there is absolutely crazy right now. I mean, like, think back like 10 years ago, period. Forget about Bitcoin everything else. If you would imagine like this is happening right now, it would be mind blowing. You wouldn't be able to even wrap your mind no. around it. Yeah. You'd be like, you know, this pandemic's gonna happen. Real estate's gonna go through the roof. There'll be these crazy opportunities. And you'd be like, no mm-hmm. effing way. Yeah, no way. It, w- it wouldn't happen. Yeah, but it is happening. So it just shows you like anything is possible out there. And take a look at things in a serious manner at the end of the day. Yeah as crazy as they sound, whether it's digital real estate, who knows what they'll have in six months from now. Yeah, no Digital kidding. bodies. Yeah, oh yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Get your digital body. Yeah. You know, it'll be like that Bruce Willis. Yeah, Bruce Willis movie back in the day when you're like getting in your body and running around and everything else. I know Katie doesn't watch movies. She has no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah. So, but anyway, but it's absolutely nuts as far as what's out there. And yes, at the same time, bringing us back to real estate, it's like our real estate market's totally out of control. Like you talk to people like thousands of realtors, hundreds of realtors across the valley and even some outside of Las Vegas as well. Me personally, it's like, I feel like we get hit harder here in Vegas because of California traffic, but period, no matter what state you're living in, everybody's having the same conversations. I went to an event in California. It was the same conversation. Yeah, everybody. Everywhere. There's people from West Virginia, there's people from Miami, there's people from Washington State, and they're all low inventory. Low inventory. Low inventory, low. yep. And this is not a complaint by any means. It's almost crazy the 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 scenario that we're in is the best way to say it. It's just like craziness happened and it's like everybody grabbing it, everybody running. And me personally, I think part of that's human nature. I think everybody wants what they can't get yeah. to. They're like, oh, my neighbor Jeff, he got that. I want to get that too. Yeah. Yeah. I want to keep up with the Joneses. I yeah. want to do this. Oh, he got that. I should run after it too. Because you did see it if you take a look at it throughout the year. I was looking at this the other day. All of a sudden, it started peaking up, peaking up, peaking up. And you could, when you're in real estate enough, I'm sure you can agree, is you almost get a, like a heartbeat for it. It's like this thing's about to like explode. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's like, boom, out of control. Yeah, I would tell you like uh, about August, I, I knew, I, I knew about the month of August that, you know, we're all waiting for the shoe to drop. And I go, this, it's not happening. Yeah. This thing's gonna continue to stay hot. Yeah. And part of it is, is uh, the builders weren't building nearly enough and creating enough inventory. It's true, 100%. And uh, now with the super crazy increase of lumber costs, like by 300%, you know, I don't know how much more builders are going to build right now. And so, so it's really kind of creating this, uh, this slowdown that's going to cause these prices to continue to inflate and increase uh, across the board, across the country. There's still some markets that are great investment opportunities. 
Um, Vegas, it's just so competitive to try to invest in right now. I'm not saying you can't find a deal, but man, it is. You it's a competitive. You, you gotta really got to hunt. Really you got to work it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you will. Yeah, it's yeah. not just kind of dip your toe in the yeah. pool. No. It's like, take off the bathing suit. <laughs> <laughs> take, take, take off the life preserver and dive in with the sharks, baby. Get ready to <laughs> ride. Yeah, 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 100%. That's what it's about. You got to go out there. I thought about the other day, like doing a funny video and like oh, bringing, no. bringing in some folks in. And, and what would happen is you come in for a buyer's consultation, lay out some grenades, some guns, some knives, because we're going to battle, folks. It's time to go to battle. Cause that's is what it yeah. is out there. It is, it is, it is, a, it is but a war. At the same time, anything that you want in life, you're gonna work for it. Yeah. So if, if period, it does, it doesn't matter. Real estate, yeah, it's an aggressive market right now. If you want something, you want something bigger. You want a bigger house. You want a bigger condo. Whatever it might be, you want something bigger and better. In life, you have to fight for it. Period. Yeah. This is just the scenario that we're in now. We don't control the real estate agents. Don't control in Vegas. It's actually the public that controls at the end of the day. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So it's like it's in the scenario that we're at. So with that in mind, it's just go out there, go to battle, get your house, get your investment, whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. They are out there, but you got to work harder for it. Yeah. It's true. And then we got to work harder for it too at the same time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we work from job to job. Once we sell a house, we're fired. <laughs> now we're looking for another job. Yeah. Got another job. Yeah, yeah that's good. true. Yeah. That's go true. through ASCO, oh, I just got fired. Yeah. Now I've got another one. You know what I mean? It is yeah. 100%. Yeah. It's what happens, definitely. So it's super awesome. What can you say? Uh, so next three years, um, it's going to be on fire. I can't agree with you anymore. I think even then, because in order for us to see any kind of correction, the the um, inventory would have to like spike up. We'd it have would. to all of a sudden get to three thousand homes on the market, to four thousand, to five thousand, to six thousand. Since I've been in real estate over the last few years, uh, we've been on a low inventory period, and now we're at a super low inventory. Yep. So let's say this is the way I see it: if there was any correction, let's say right now, let's say there was yeah. tomorrow, we woke up, it was chaos. It would take all this time for this inventory to build up. Oh, true. It would. It would. It would take it a would, long time. It would take a, a, six months at least. By the time that six months hit, whatever corrected, whether it was in the mortgage market, um, what you name it, the list goes on and on. By the time that happened, we would hit an even inventory, and yep. then we back to a normal we, market, yep, yep. and we'd be back to average prices at that point. And then we just be normal. Yeah. yeah. There would be no correction. It no. wouldn't exist. No. Yeah. So everybody that I talk to and have conversations with, we're waiting for. And by the way, since I've been in real estate, I've heard people say it yeah. almost every day. They're we're, like, we're gonna wait. We're, we're gonna yeah, wait. We're gonna wait. We're gonna wait. wait. There's gonna be a correction. So they've been waiting for a while. I mean, yeah. they're gonna be waiting for a yeah. long time. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. No offense, just some people are like that. There's different personality types. Some people are more technical and structured. It's just the way their mind wraps around it. It is what it is. You make your bed, you sleep on it at the end of the day. But me personally, I couldn't agree with you more, Mike. It's just like, it's rock and rolling. I don't say that because we're in that industry. If no. anything, if it softens up, it actually makes our jobs easier. Am I right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. If, if it softened up and you didn't have to... Uh, uh, make as many offers yeah. as you're having to help one person find a home. 
it would night and day make your guys' job 10 times easier. So you would love for it to soften up yes, a little exactly. bit. Yeah, and yeah. I tell clients all the time, I'm like, if it softens up, every realtor is gonna be in line, they wanna buy houses, other people. You don't think we would like that to happen? that we like an opportunity, we have to deal with the same thing they do. Yeah. It's not yeah. like we have this secret stash in the back. It's like, hey, we got 10 extra well, houses. About, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't happen that way. No, no. 100% not. Yeah. So, so we have Michael England here, amazing gentleman. I tell you what, this guy is knowledgeable. Obviously, as you can see tonight, UFC, so you know he's a fighter. 100%. He knows, he knows yeah. market, he knows cryptocurrency, and obviously he's on today's show. He knows title out the gazoo and amazing. And just uh, Jocelyn isn't here tonight. Amazing partner. They do an amazing job out there. Help educate, get realtors from one level to where they're producing two, three deals a month up to five, six, eight, nine, ten deals a month. Am I lying? Yeah. That's what we do. Mike no, that is 100%. Take some new levels. So Mike, tell us like if a realtor wants to reach out to you, a business partner, somebody out of state, in state, how do, how they get a hold of you? Yeah, so we um, we do we do uh, out of state as well. We do commercial now as well. So we've gotten some large commercial clients um, in other parts of the country. So um, no matter what it is you're trying to do in real estate, you can reach out uh, to me at two five three two two five nine five nine seven. And I would love to help you out. And and, and I, I'm always solutions based. So uh, I may not have always have the answer right away, but Johnny and Katie know this. I always find, I always find a solution. I always try to find a way to, to solve your, your problems. I treat, uh, I treat, even though I'm in the title business, I, the people I partner with, I'm just another part of their real estate team and uh, helping them try to get inventory um, and more options for uh, buyers to be able to uh, shop for that perfect home. Now, I'll tell you what, if you're, think of one word when it comes to Mike, it would be the connector. <laughs> so if I had a Rolodex in one name and I flipped it, it would say Michael England, everybody. 100%, the connector, he does. When I give him a call, I'm like, hey, I got an issue with this, whatever it might be, he's like, I got a guy, I got this guy, Make me. let me make one call and I'm gonna call you right back. Because Katie and myself, not tech savvy, not, not like even production based, what you're seeing right now, all this stuff comes together because of relationships, because of people like Mike, yes. 100%. So I couldn't thank you more for the help you provide for the Richardson Group and help the shark swim through the water, baby, making it happen. So you heard one more time how they get a hold of you? 253-225-9597, uh, call, text, smoke signal, carrier pigeon, whatever works for you. <laughs> there you go, you heard it. Shaking it up with the Sharks tonight with Fidelity Title, Mr. Michael England in house. Thank you for joining us for another amazing show and we'll see you soon, folks. Bye guys.